I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. It is the JR Sport Brief show here on CBS Sports Radio. Coming to you live from Atlanta, Georgia. Super producer host Dave Shepard coming to you live from New York City. Coming to us live from the Bay Area. Santa Clara actually is uh, the 49ers. San Francisco 49ers Thursday night football. They're beating the Giants 23 to 12. Eh, About 10 minutes or so left here in the fourth quarter. Debo Samuel just exiting the game kind of stretching out his midsection. The 49ers are doing this without their their top wide receiver heading into the game. Brandon Ayuk. Yeah, 49ers are badass, man. I wouldn't be shocked if they were back in the Super Bowl with this Mr. Irrelevant guy, Brock Purdy. Meanwhile, the New York Giants are doing this without Saquon Barkley revealing before the game that, yeah, guys, my, my ankle isn't a, it's not just a sprained ankle not Wolverine I'm actually dealing with a high ankle sprain so the New York Giants looking uh, pretty pathetic tonight Uh, let's see if they have some type of way to bounce back as San Francisco has the ball and they're looking to put more points on the board we'll keep you up to date the show got started 10 p.m. Eastern 7 Pacific it's when I get started every single weeknight and so if you missed it you can always hit rewind on the free Odyssey app As we talked about Trayvon Diggs tearing his ACL in practice, we will not see him suited up or see him just suit up at all for the Dallas Cowboys as the season continues on. I think the Cowboys will be fine. We also talked about some young wide receivers, or excuse me, some young quarterbacks who are dealing with some injuries. And I'm like, damn it already? Bryce Young, who had a lot of conversations about his size uh, in the NFL when he was drafted, He's dealing with an ankle issue. We just saw him on Monday night play against the Saints in a loss. And then C.J. Stroud took on the Colts. He lost as well. Almost threw for 400 yards. And now he's dealing with shoulder soreness. And I'm like, well, damn it. He just just got into the league. We got Duke. Matthew Stafford been around forever. Last year he couldn't play. Had a little bit of numbness in his extremities. And we talk about C.J. Stroud. They already have him on a pitch count here in the NFL. At least the Texans do. 
I mentioned Debo Samuel having to exit the game. Uh, he was down on the field for a few minutes, and he was stretching it out, but now he's, he's right back out there uh, lining up as the San Francisco 49ers are doing nothing but burning the clock and looking for points. 23-12, to 12, San Francisco leads the New York Giants. So we'll talk about that game when it concludes. We'll get into it. But I, I did mention this before the break as well. Last night, past 24 hours, so many conversations surrounding the comments made by Justin Fields of the Chicago Bears, seemingly pointing the finger as to why the Chicago Bears are currently 0-2. Uh, more specifically, at one point during his press conference yesterday, he was presented with the question of, why aren't you guys winning? Why aren't you having success? And this was his response. Could be, uh, you know, uh, coaching, um, I think. But, um, you know, at the end of the day, uh, they're doing their job when they're giving me, you know, what to look at and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, I you know, can't be thinking about that when the game comes. I prepare myself throughout the week. And then when the game comes, it's, it's time to play free at that point. So um, thinking less and, you know, playing more. And then after, after that, after, that was a comment made before practice. And then after practice, he's just like, oh, you guys are trying to drive a wedge and say that we're finger pointing. Man, it came out of your own damn mouth. That's the first thing that they said. Why aren't you having success? The answer is because I should have done better. And he admitted as much. And so now I don't want to call it damage control because I don't think it's that huge or gigantic of a deal. But everybody involved in the Bears has to you know, do their part to keep the story down and to keep it quiet, even though we know this. His performance and, and how he's performing in the plays that they call the issue's not going away. And so the general manager, Ryan Poles, he spoke today. This is the same Ryan Poles who at the conclusion of the season pretty much said, we need you to become a better passer. And so what did Ryan Poles say today about Justin Fields and his comments? We'll take a listen. No one in our entire building, none of our coaches, see Justin as a finger pointer at all. He has always taken ownership of anything that's happened on the field. He takes it head on. He works. He grinds. He puts his head down. He works with his teammates, works with his coaches uh, to find solutions. Okay. You don't have to think he's a finger pointer. But you could probably think that he needs to mature. You could probably think he needs to do better at press conferences. I'm sure he's probably had this conversation with the, the, the media relations folks already. And I'm sure this is a learning experience for him. As San Francisco goes up 30-12, to 12, Debo Samuel getting a ball on a back shoulder fade into the end zone. Too damn easy. Brock Purdy's a good quarterback. That was a good throw by him. Six minutes left in the game. 30-12. to 12. Hey, Shep, there's going to be a comeback, right? Giants coming back again? Joe, this isn't comedy hour, is it? Oh, well, I mean, it's embarrassing. This game, I told you this game sucks. <sighs> yep. I mean, it was a I – will, I will say this. It was a one-score game, but – Did it feel like it? No. No, it did it not. Did no, it did not. It was 20-12, to 12, and you felt like maybe there was some mojo from last week, but uh, – this is just a team that's overly matched, and, and the Giants are going to be a very disappointing one and two. Should be zero and three, 
And the reality is they're just not a very good football team. Yeah. They, the 49ers are. <laughs> yeah, so. it's it's the offensive talent. That's where it really it really stinks. I mean, we can we can look up and down the roster of the wide receiver spot. N- nothing really jumps out at you. Darren Waller is their best receiver. It's just uh it stinks. And then obviously there is no Saquon Barkley out there. So I'm not prepared to put the New York Giants in the Bears category of uh, you know, what the hell is going on. But they 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 ain't nothing to look at. Let's put it that way. Uh, right now. And I, I do want to remind you, we just heard Ryan Poles do what he should do. Try to bring the temperature down because of the comments from his quarterback. Well, Justin Fields, eh, did he bring the temperature down afterwards when he tried to clarify his statement? This is what he said yesterday. Take a listen. It was hilarious. When you take my quote out of context, when, when you just say that, if you paint the picture on the inside out, like y'all are trying to split, split us up as a team. I'm not blaming anything on the coaches. I'm never going to blame anything on the coaches. Never going to blame anything on my teammates. I will take every, whatever happens in the game, I will take all the blame. Never will you hear anything come out of my mouth to where I will blame it on somebody else. In this organization, my teammates, never will you hear that. So I just want to clear that up and just know that, like, I need to play better. That's it. Point blank. If, if y'all, that's, that's what I should have said in the first place. Could be, uh, you know, uh, coaching. Yeah, man. Well, now you you know that you just just say it from the beginning, man. You don't gotta give everybody do what Belichick does. Don't say nothing. That's an easy way, man. Don't say anything. Don't give. Don't feed in. Some of the best players they they master the art of saying absolutely nothing. It's like walking home and trying to explain yourselves to your partner, your parents. Why? Why are you getting home late? Where were you? And it's just just saying stuff, man. Just get to the point and call it a day. All right. Well, not too much to say after that one. Uh, yeah, just Belichick. Just nothing to say. We sucked. I suck. End of story. Tough, uh, tough loss. Yeah, it's, it's, it's Justin Fields. Learn from Belichick. And move on. So Easy. 855-212-4CBS. It's 855-212-4CBS. Mark is here from California. You're on CBS Sports Radio. What's up, Mark? What's going on, guys? Well, um, I heard you guys were talking about, you know, the Giants offense. Like, stop it already. Like, realistically, 7 of 13 for third down. There was a third and 13 and a third and 15 on, like, the second drive. Giants just can't tackle. They can't tackle for years. Uh, They're getting pressure on Purdy. But I heard you say, JR, that, you know, Purdy had a nice little throw. He did. But he's a very inaccurate quarterback when pressure. Giants could at least had two picks tonight. I mean, it is what yeah. it is. Another third, uh, well, I, another third well, point Mark, performance. I, I would think. I would think most quarterbacks are a little, a little less accurate when they're pressured. But continue on. Well, yeah, but I mean, are you still convinced of this Purdy mania? I'm not. Nine games in, keep going. Giants, arguably. Listen. I've played two of the best defenses in Dallas and San Francisco, right? So you see two duds from Jones. Yeah, they did come back from 24-point down. Oh, uh, realistically, you, I've seen three duds did from you Jones. A, did you ask me a question for an answer? Did you ask me a question to keep talking? I'm, I'm just talking, man, you know? No, so, no but it, so it's the, it was the latter. You didn't ask me a question for, for an answer. You just wanted to keep talking. Well, I mean, I'll, I'll, give, you the, I'll give you the floor, JR. Okay. 
Shep, what do I, what do I, uh, Shep, help me out here. Bring, I'll bring him back. I, I don't know. Go, go say something. Mark, Shep, Mark, is, Mark is, Mark is, Mark uh, is visibly and audibly upset with with the Giants for a variety of reasons. And and Mark, to, to his uh, to his point, I don't agree with him. But if I can paraphrase for him, he believes the defense is the bigger problem. For who? Well, defense has played great tonight. The defense has played fantastic. You can't look at this game and say the Giants' defense over the course of the game, San Francisco wears you out. That's just how they do it. But the beginning of the game, when it was a one-score game, Giants' defense played very, very well. Stopped them on third down. Well, a but times, the, the but... point, the fact is, yeah, they don't have the offense sucks, and so the defense Terrible. has to do all the work, and they, they they can't do everything. That's that's the point. Well, Waller can't catch anything. I mean, they, they don't know how to use him in the right setting. That play that he dropped, if they would have put that in stride, he would have caught that for like a 25-yard game. Well, but, he but, put he, it up but you in know the what? It's, it's, not, it's not just Darren Waller. It's not. The whole offense stinks. They don't have some super explosive dude. And the guy who would be super explosive is dealing with a high ankle sprain. And so that's the nature of it. And so the Giants, I mean, he, there is nothing really more to be excited about uh, based on what we saw last year where they walked the tightrope. And the fact that they're not healthy right now is certainly not going to help their case. But a team that, that is relatively healthy is the 49ers. And it, it, I don't think it's a matter of purdy mania. When you think about the team, and this is where the Giants are lacking, it, it's the offense. There's, there's no continuity when you think about the offense and them going and putting up points. But the 49ers from top to bottom, Brock Purdy is not being asked to go out there and be the entire centerpiece. He's being asked not to screw things up. And he's done an excellent job at that so far. And he's, I think he's done a little bit more than that. And so I got no problem with him. You, are you telling me, Mark, that you would be surprised to see the 49ers in an NFC championship game? No, I mean, they just scored 30 well, points off, you, right? Well, that's it. Yeah. And so they have an excellent team, and Brock Purdy is in an excellent scenario. He ended up in an excellent space with a damn good team and great weapons to end last season. I mean, if Daniel Jones woke up and was able to play with Kittle and Ayuk and Debo Samuel then I, and Christian McCaffrey, damn it, I think he'd be good too. I think we have no offensive line. Our offensive line is, is absolutely just decimated. I mean, he's even – I'm watching these games, and, like, a lot of it, he has, he has no underman. He's just checking it down. Uh, and, like, team, he has no – Yes, team, no explosion, okay, from That's, skill positions, no offensive line. Daniel Jones can go ahead and run his ass off. You don't want him doing that because that's to the detriment of the team. The offense is just like – it's like a sandwich that's been sitting out in the sun, okay? But you think people are going to write them off there? You think people are going to say, oh, well, they have a bad year. Oh, well, you know what, Jones, you give them all this money, blah, blah, blah. But No, nah, I don't I think mean, so. People, people, people with half a brain understand. It's, it's the whole offense, okay? I think we'll, we'll beat Seattle next week, though. Well, I'll watch that, right? Two and two. <laughs> well, well, here you go. Interception. Mark, thank you for calling from California. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. No doubt about it. Now, why, why are you telling me about a loser team? New York Giants are getting ready to go one and two. Daniel Jones looked like it was tipped there, 30-12. to 12, The 49ers lead the Giants. Let's see how evil the 49ers want to be. Are they going to be eager to, to put some more points up on the board? Or are they just going to you know, run this clock out as the ball went off the hands of the Giants wide receiver and the 49ers come up with it?
That's just how I roll sometimes. 855-212-4CBS. It's 855-212-4CBS. Mike is calling from Pittsburgh. What's up, Mike? Uh, yes, good evening. Good evening to you. How are you? Go ahead. I'm excellent. I hope you're doing well, too. I am. Thank you. Um, my question to you is about the Pittsburgh Steelers. Okay. They are loaded with talent, and yet, wow, they look like a high school football team. Oh, come on now. Now, my other comment to you, uh, Mr. JR, is yes. I can prove to you that the Pittsburgh Steelers are the most popular sports franchise on the planet. All right, I'm not going to argue with you either way. Just say what you want to say, man. We we don't have we don't have five hours. Uh, we only got a few minutes. Oh, I know. I only take thirty seconds. Okay, the terrible towel from the Pittsburgh Steelers has been to the top of Mount Everest. Yeah, I've heard. Has of been to the International Space Station. Show me one other franchise on this planet that has that. Or that can say that. So that makes them the most popular what now of all time? The most popular. Okay. All right. Well, maybe, every, maybe every not, Mike. Every city I've gone to, okay, every city I've gone to, I always see at all least right. one person wearing a Pittsburgh Steelers jersey or a T-shirt or something. Okay, Mike. All right, Mike, I've been in India, and I have seen Chicago Bulls logos uh, in India because they, they, they worship the cow. So, I mean, we, we can start splitting the hairs here all over the place. Do we know the Steelers are, are one of the most popular teams in America? Yes. Are Steeler fans some of the most passionate? Yes. Do they travel well as a, as a, as a squad and a fan base? Yes. I, are we going to say that they are the, the most uh, – Shep, what did he say? He said popular? Is that what he said? He said most popular, yeah. I don't know, man. Like, yeah, they're up there. Like, what, what's, the, what's the meter between the Cowboys, the Steelers, the, the Lakers? I mean, what, what's another front-running ass team? Y- Yankees, I mean, not this year so much, but in terms yeah. of brands. But l- let's be honest, JR. I mean, the Cowboys have been America's team since the 1970s. I understand the Steelers. They they travel in, in droves. But but the first thing he told me is about the terrible towel. Like, yeah, I mean, that's great. But, JR, they've also, I mean, you would admit this too. They f- have fallen off. I mean, Big Ben has not been the same quarterback, I'd say, the last five, six years of his career. And then Kenny Pickett has been a glaring disappointment. So it's not like they're in even competitive these days anymore. Yeah, but I don't think that that, that has put a dent in, in their overall uh, popularity. It's, it's more so legacy. Like the Pittsburgh Steelers are one of the legacy franchises in North American uh, sports. You expect them to be competitive. And even though that they're not on like the, the winning side of the ledger right now, the, you, you respect the organization for what they've done and, and, and just how they operate. Uh, but as an overall to say that they're the most popular because uh, the terrible towel has been on the top of Mount Kilimanjaro or that it's been on the International Space Station, it's like, man, it's, it's a towel. I get it. People love swinging that thing all over the damn place. 
I think about towels. I come out the shower. I think about towels. I'm I'm wiping up a mess. It's like, it's a towel, man. Ain't thinking about where it's been. Don't care. If that has to be your barometer for popularity, man, I just shoot, please, just, just please, please do better. I need to let you know that this portion of the show is brought to you by Wesley Financial. Stuck in the timeshare and want out? Contact Wesley Financial Group now and get a free timeshare exit information kit at wesleyfinancialgroup.com. It's the JR Sport Reef Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. The San Francisco 49 is still handling the New York Giants 30-12. to 12. About three minutes and chains left in the game. Please make the bleeding stop. I'm going to get to more of your calls on the other side of the break. I know I mentioned Justin Fields and the Bears. This isn't their only issue. Their offensive coordinator, or excuse me, their defensive coordinator who left, it doesn't seem like there was a health issue. Maybe there was, but there might have also been an FBI raid. Maybe, maybe not. We'll talk about it. Plus your calls. It's the JR Sport Brief Show, CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. Listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, first time caller, I do like your show. Um, I believe it or not, I listen to you guys more than I listen to music. You're actually one of my favorites. Call in now at 855 212 4CBS. People listen to me more than they listen to music. People listen to me more than they listen to their husbands or their wives, whatever. As long as you listen, I'm cool with it. Hey, by the way, Thursday night football is over. The final score, the San Francisco 49ers beat the New York Giants 30-12. to 12. This game was not competitive. From the onset, after the first quarter, it's just like, okay, it's only field goals, 3-3. They're all tied up. By the time we got to halftime, San Francisco led 17-6. to 6. And then here... Thinking about the second half, the 49ers outscored the New York Giants 13-6. to They ultimately win the game 30-12. to The San Francisco 49ers improved their record on the season to 3-0. and The New York Giants, they fall to 1-2. and And not a surprise at all, especially knowing that Saquon Barkley was not going to participate in this game. And then uh, we heard this report from Taylor Rooks. Uh, on the Amazon Prime pregame show that, hey, Saquon ain't dealing with no ordinary uh, ankle injury. Saquon is dealing with a a high ankle sprain. And what does that typically mean? Could be weeks. Take a listen to what Taylor Rooks had to say before the game even got started. 
spoke to Saquon yesterday, and his main message was that he will always do what he can to be out there with his team. But Saquon told me that his injury is indeed a high ankle sprain, but said it's not as severe as it could have been. He added that him not playing tonight is more of a pain tolerance issue. He did say the good news is their next game is on a Monday night, which gives him 11 more days to recover. And he's not making any guarantees, but he's happy that it gives him more time to be the Saquon that the team needs and that he always aims to be. Yeah, the next game, the New York Giants is going to be against the Seattle Seahawks. And, and yeah, sure, so what if, if Saquon is not playing because of, of pain management? You would have to think that the explosion wouldn't necessarily be there the same way. Let's also keep in mind that over the past several seasons, Saquon Barkley has de dealt with a, a variety of leg injuries. We know he tore his ACL, but even in, in the span of time, He's also dealt with a high ankle sprain. And that season that he did, his numbers were terrible. He never recovered, and he pretty much labored throughout the course of the year. And so not what Saquon Barkley, you know, wants to deal with right now, especially as he, he was looking for that big money deal and contract. The New York Giants threw him a bone, you know, threw an extra couple incentives on top of his uh, – uh, you know, franchise tag, gave him a legitimate one-year deal. But now we understand why he and a lot of the running backs, we discussed this last night, why they are not getting the big money. Look at the injuries. New York Giants certainly sucked tonight without him. No, they could have used him. San Francisco wins 30-12. to 12. Let, me, let me share with you some of these numbers. The 49ers have now won 13 straight regular season games pretty impressive meanwhile the new york giants not impressive at all there's nothing impressive about the new york giants tonight daniel jones only 137 yards passing he threw an interception late in the game that went off the hands of one of his receivers and you want to talk about saquon barkley maybe this can be a point when he shows up to the negotiating table again if they decide to they only rushed, the Giants did, for 29 yards. 29 yards rushing for the New York Giants. Meanwhile, the 49ers had 141. Christian McCaffrey had 85 of those yards all by himself, including a touchdown. Brock Purdy, 310 yards passing to go along with two touchdowns. This game was not competitive at all it stunk you pretty much knew from the opening whistle the new york giants were basically going to be playing from behind and that's exactly what we got 855-212-4cbs that's 855-212-4cbs eric is here from texas you're on the jr sport brief show go ahead eric hey what's going on jr how are you good sir Hey, I, I kind of disagree with you on that, about the Giants. Well, offensive, they, they stunk. I, I'll give you that. But on defense, Wink Martindale, he was blitzing probably well over 50% of the time. And I, I think Purdy looked uh, flustered. And uh, on third and long, they got they had three different penalties that kept them drives going. So if those penalties don't happen, then, all, then the 49ers aren't accumulating all those stats you just rattled off. So I – I, you know, I've seen this with Jason Garrett. Our players would always go false start, and he would clap. I think it's a coaching problem. I think the the players either got to have 
uh, a godly fear of the coach or they got to have respect for the coach. Otherwise, there's going to be penalties all the time. What do you think about that, J.I.? I think it's a matter of talent. Okay, we, we can sit around and, and, and split hairs. Uh, tonight's game that the New York Giants played wasn't the first game where they were either A, behind, B, getting a snot beat out of them, or, or even looking back at last season, there, there were a lot of tight wire games, man. That This is not – we, we don't got to look at, at, at penalties. They, they don't have – they don't got talent out there, man. It's simple. Who's the most explosive player on the Giants? On the offense, it's Saquon Barkley. Where was he? On the sideline, standing around with a hoodie on. Okay? This was almost like a, a two-man game. Watching the New York Giants last season made me feel like I was watching a basketball game. It's like, my turn, your turn. My turn, your turn. Is it Saquon? Is it Daniel Jones? And it's amazing they got as far as they did last year. It ain't going so far this year. And now you got Saquon dealing with another high ankle sprain. Good luck. The New York Giants are 1-2. and two. San Francisco is 3-0. and oh. And Brock Purdy? How can we take away from a guy who throws 310 yards for two scores, doesn't turn the ball over, and completes 25 of, of his 37 passes? I think anybody would take that any single game or every single game from their starting quarterback. I would. It's the JR Sport Brief Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio, 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. We're going to talk more about this game on the other side of the break. I do want to tell you about how much of a disaster the Bears continue to be. We have so much more to do. It's the JR Sport Brief Show on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. Truly want to call you the EF Hutton of the sports radio. You're just so good to your fans. You're the most knowledgeable man I've ever heard in a long, long, long time. You don't put other teams down. Just smooth and cool. And I just had to call up and tell you that. And it's a real privilege and an honor to listen to your show. I just can't thank you enough for being who you are and the way you approach your job. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief. Call in now at 855-212-4CBS. It's the JR Sport Brief Show here on CBS Sports Radio. 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. Thursday night football out in the Bay, Santa Clara. The San Francisco 49ers beat the New York Giants 32-12. Brock Purdy, masterclass, 310 yards passing, uh, two touchdowns. The New York Giants went ahead and blitzed him all night, and he was able to take advantage. And, and what other choice or option uh, do the New York Giants defense have? You think about all the weapons, even with no Brandon Ayuk, uh, 49ers are just stacked. And as we continue on with the rest of the regular season, uh, the San Francisco 49ers are going to go out there and take on the Arizona Cardinals next. They are probably going to light their asses up. And the New York Giants, they have to take on Seattle. We'll see if Saquon Barkley is is healthy enough to return, if he can 
uh, deal with the pain of his high ankle sprain uh, up against uh, the Seahawks. Certainly not going to be good. New York Giants falling to 1-2, and two, San Francisco 3-0. and oh, And it's just a matter of, are y'all going to the Super Bowl? Are you going to the NFC Championship game at minimum? I'd say anything less than that for the San Francisco 49ers would definitely be a disappointment. Uh, we have uh, some of the, the players who have started to chat it up. When we get to the top of the hour, I want to share with you some of the, the commentary from the game as it is heavily 49ers because they came out on top. Nothing exciting here tonight at all for the New York Giants. I mean, if you have to look at the the bottom line numbers, Giants only passed for 121 yards. They only rushed for 29 yards. You know, as I was uh, walking into the studio, I saw that there was a high school game on, like, ESPN3, and I was saying to myself, well, damn it, I, I might want to watch this instead of the Niners beating up on the Giants because is anybody shocked that that, that, that taking place? I don't think anybody is. 855-212-4CBS. Lucas is calling from Maryland. You're on the JR Sport Brief Show. Go ahead, Lucas. Hey, JR. I love the show. I listen to it every ride home. Sometimes I get into the show so much that I – slow down and it takes me longer to get home and the wife wonders where i'm at <laughs> hey listen man i appreciate that that's good thank you man but uh, i just wanted to talk a little bit more about justin fields um you were talking yesterday about it being um like the cardinal rule or almost the cardinal rule not to throw other people under the bus and stuff and i agree with you on that one but i, I think the bigger problem he has is that he's not trusting his eyes like in college, the windows are so wide open for passes to be completed. And then in the NFL, like you throw the receiver to get open. Like he's not really open. And I, and I think if he would just go through his progressions and just trust his eyes and just rip it and throw it, he'd be okay. Like he second guesses himself. Yeah, I mean, well, we hear this, and I, I certainly don't have the, the experience of it. Not too many people do. But you hear it all the time from folks who, who played – a quarterback at, at a high level in the NFL, it's about being able to to decipher and determine and process information at, at, a, at a fast speed. You know, I was thinking about this randomly yesterday. When, when you think about all the players that are, that are in the NFL, and it doesn't matter what position they are. You could be a cornerback or you could be a defensive lineman, offensive lineman, a linebacker. What really separates dudes who are the – the biggest of the big or the fastest of the fast. We we see physical freaks in the league. Right. And some of those dudes don't work out. Is it because right. of their motor? Is it because of their, their intelligence when it comes to, to playing the game? Like some dudes go through information and process it before the play even happens. And so it, it just it doesn't look good for him. He looks like I wouldn't be shocked if he puts up the same numbers as last year. Uh, but damn it, let's be real. He might not even get that chance or opportunity based on how he's played. Correct. I, no, I, I agree with you 100%. The only other thing I want to say, and then I'll get off, is I really think what's going on on Colorado with Sanders, I think they're still going to lose like four or five games this year. Of but course. the way he recruits and coaches, I think he's going to have a, a team out there for a couple years if he wants to. Uh, absolutely. I mean, this is this is just year one. And I don't know if they're joking or whatever the case might be, but I know he certainly wants to keep his kids around 
for as it seems as long as possible before they can get their hands on some, on on some money, uh, specifically his son uh, Shador. And so, right. yeah, man, I, I think it's just the beginning in Colorado. It's just a matter of how long he wants to stick out before I guess a, a larger program wants to come calling. Correct. I agree with you on that one too. Hey, thanks right. for taking my call. Appreciate it. No doubt, Lucas. Thank you so much for calling from Maryland. Uh, the only thing keeping Justin Fields with that job that he has now is the fact that the backup is Nathan Peterman. What do you have to lose if you're the Chicago Bears? It's already pretty much clear. Y'all ain't playing for nothing this year. You're not playing to surprise folks. You're playing to see what Justin Fields has, who he is, and what he can do. And even in two losses and two games, it don't look good. And going up against Kansas City next, it's Probably not going to look good as well. And and we mentioned this last night. Allen Williams, the defensive coordinator for the Chicago Bears, he wasn't available this past weekend for the game against Tampa Bay. And then we found out yesterday that he's resigning. He said he's resigning in health issues with his family. No specifications as to what took place. And then there started to be rumors that There was an FBI raid at the Bears facility, that there was an FBI raid at Williams' house. And and the, the team denied this. His agent denied this. Someone who didn't deny this, it's kind of crazy to think about it, is Pat McAfee. Yeah, He talked about this on his own show on ESPN earlier today, and uh, he kind of got right to the point. Did this man, Alan Williams, say I'm not going to be the defensive coordinator for the Bears because of health or is it because of something else? Our sources have told us, yep. okay, have told me that an FBI raid did happen on defensive coordinator of the Chicago Bear, Allen Williamson's house. And I think as soon as you hear that, immediately everybody thinks about, you know, what have you heard about houses being FBI raided before. Mm -hmm. There's obviously very, very, very serious, disgusting allegations uh, that potentially could be in play here. There's also potential drugs, right, that could be in play here. There could be some other stuff taking place. Nonetheless, he has resigned from the Chicago Bears quickly. He has been removed. Damn. Yeah, that's a lot of could-bes from Pat McAfee. And I think the could-bes are there intentionally because – Last time he said anything about anybody, and Brett Favre came through with that lawyer, and Brett Favre's like, nah, man, you got you to gotta put the stop to all that yapping, man. It, this is just wild. These are human beings. Let's keep this in mind. They say crazy things. They do things. They're, ugh, they're humans. They got lives. I don't, I don't even want to begin to think about why he was uh, raided by the FBI, allegedly. Hey, Shep, make sure I say allegedly. I don't need him suing me either. Yeah, you said it about 10 times, but don't worry. The only one who seems to get sued anymore is McAfee, so. Allegedly. Well, he got enough money to pay for it, doesn't he? Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, some would say uh, too much. Oh. Well, he, he wears that patented, uh, what's that, uh, a black tank top? Yeah, they could have held on to Van Gundy and Mark Jackson, but that's just me. Oh. Yeah, what are we? We got to listen to Doc Rivers screech at the end of games with, with Doris? <laughs> Well, something tells me he's not coaching as much, so he's not going to be as squeaky. You think You think part of his voice is going to come back? I, I do believe that, yes. Nah, nah, nah. He sounds what he sounds like. 
Uh, I think that's just because his voice is hoarse by the end of the fourth quarter, and that's when they do the uh, the in depth in sound NBA you know he stuff. Sounds like that an hour before the game. Does he? Yeah, Doc Rivers sounds. Yeah, you know, uh, sound. Good. All right. Well, I, I look forward to us having sound from Doc Rivers when he does his first telecast with Doris and oh, uh, and God. Breen. But who? It's him, Breen, and Doris. Yes. Ugh. And then I, <laughs> what? What you? What, I'm just what? I'm surprised you made that noise. I mean, look. I, I don't. I think you know what they're gonna do. Actually, too, I think they're gonna be looking to put JJ Redick more in the spotlight when it comes to NBA broadcasts. Sure. A guy who I like in to due time. S- in due it's time, just, it's a sure. warm up. Yeah. yeah, sure. And Richard Jefferson certainly among those guys as well. An individual who I think we do not talk about nearly enough when it comes to broadcasting the NBA games. He's gonna be ninety, and he's still as sharp as the tack. Kobe Brown. Damn right. In the painted area, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah, got to get that guy down in the painted area. I'm like, thank you, Hubie Brown. Thank you, bro. Yeah, God bless him. Whatever keeps him going. And I think I think it's keeping him going. Good for him. Good for him. Yeah, nah, man. But I, I appreciated the humor of uh, of Jeff Van Gundy and Mark Jackson. They were just they just shooting a you know what. They they weren't taking themselves too seriously. They were just they just having a good old time. I don't know if uh, I want to hear Doc Rivers have it. What's Doc Rivers' good time? What is that? Yeah, I wouldn't know. Yeah, I, don't, I haven't heard the guy. What did he do, like a year, a couple of years in broadcasting? Oh, that, oh that, okay, I thought he was a good time. So he was with Al Michaels in 2003, 2004, when he got fired unceremoniously from the Magic after nine yeah. games, right? Right, right. And he was decent. Um, but I don't think you boot Mark Jackson and Jeff Van Gunny for, for – Doc he Rivers was, and Doris Burke. He was younger and less weathered of life. <laughs> yes. I'm yes. pretty sure we're going to. Well, you know, the way he has thrown some of these players under the bus recently. Yeah. Look, if Doc Rivers is destroying players, I'm here for it. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to love it then. Well, it's easy to destroy James Harden, though. And it's easy oh. to destroy Ben Simmons. I mean, those are the only uh, two individuals who are the culprits of, of uh, you know, Doc, Sim- the Doc uh, Rivers' did. wrath. He didn't have to do it, but he did. Yeah, and he didn't hold. He didn't hold back. I mean, he basically said James Harden is washed. Low hanging fruit, Jr. James Harden and Ben Simmons are the most easily dislikable it people in the NBA. Doesn't doesn't matter. And Kyrie, he he didn't. He said it, and not too many coaches would go out. He sat down on a podcast and said it. Like if he's gonna do that on TV, I'm here for it. Throw all the players under the bus. I'd like it. It's the JR Sport Brief Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. When we come back, we're going to talk about this Thursday night football matchup. San Francisco smashing the Giants 30-12. to It's the JR Sport Brief Show here on CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. 
I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 